2: Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff Calkins will join momentarily, but before we get to Jeff, I have to tell you about my favorite place to go in town, and that's Oxbow, the family-owned and operated retail store that has been making waves in East Memphis for over a decade. They have new arrivals, Memphis-themed gifts and teas, vintage vinyl for music lovers, sports memorabilia for diehard fans, and they even have hunting and outdoor gear for adventurous souls. You can go to ShopOxbow.com or make it over to their store, which is off Poplar on June Road behind the Amaco Station. It is a two-story storefront. They try to make you at home. They got the dogs walking around. You always have to give a little pet pat on the top of the head to our man Earl over there. Um, but they have graduation gifts um, if, if you're still dealing with that. They have Memphis Tigers favorites, SEC favorites, some of their top summer brands. I have latched on to Apparel. It's beautiful. For the big bodies, for the small bodies, for all the in-between bodies, go get your Genteel. Also, we have Free Fly, I should say, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen, and Maine. Whether you're searching for that perfect outfit, unique gifts, vintage vinyl, sports memorabilia, or hunting and outdoor essentials, everything local Oxbow has you covered. Go to ShopOxbow.com. Get over to their storefront, which is off Poplar, on June Road, behind the Amico Station. Shop local. Shop Oxbow. About time. Let's bring in Jeff Calkins. He is the columnist at the Daily Memphis and also the host of the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN on Twitter at Jeff underscore Calkins Jeff how are we doing I'm pretty good you I am uh, I'm all right I'm all right we've I mean it's just this week has been a lot of speculation huh well, it's what we do but well, even more so than yeah. normal with Ja.
3: in the absence of information uh, what we have is a lot of speculation which I think is okay like we discussed this yesterday I, I think it's natural to wonder what's going to happen and to surmise what's going to happen. And so we've had a lot of uh, speculation. And then when there's more information, like Adam Silver talks, we have more speculation. And then in addition to speculation, there's um, opinion, right? So we've had a mix of speculation and opinion because we have very little in the way of of hard facts here. So, um, you know, we had JJ Reddick's opinion and we had Stephen A. Smith's opinion and obviously everybody on the station's opinion. And so, um, and so we wait for something, something harder than that.
2: Yeah. And, uh, Jaws, Jaws statement was Jaws statement. I see way too much overreaction to a guy putting out a statement. He He has to put one out and... I, I understand his words are words are empty, but we shouldn't be surprised in any way, shape, or form that a statement was put out last night.
3: <laughs> no, I thought least the, of our worries. Uh, I, th- I thought the funniest comment was someone who pointed out that it could have been written by Chet. Yeah, it, is what, is have it, we done an investigation there? It, I, I, it absolutely, internet slits. Been. But I'm I'm. Listen, there are plenty of things to be critical about when it comes to John Morant. I have heard people be critical of the statement. And I think that's preposterous. But <laughs> like the, the, if you go ahead and stipulate there's nothing good he could have said that would have been persuasive, I don't really think – um, the fact, you know, I've heard some people say, well, he didn't use the word apology. He didn't say, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, we're, we're going to stipulate for the, for the record that nothing he said has any meaning. And so why then do we care <laughs> exactly. if he actually used the word apology? Right. If he said apology, we wouldn't believe the apology. Yes, so Who cares if he said apology? He, he as John Martin said on my show today, the only state way that statement could have been meaningful or you would have to sat up and take notice, is if the statement said, screw y'all, I'll <laughs> touch a gun and wield a gun anytime I want. Like, if yeah. that was the statement, then I would be critical of the statement. I think he was maybe missing the spirit of the moment. But failing that, I don't care what his statement said at all.
2: Now, um, we have been Memphis, – Memphis Sports Radio has been about um, – Adam Silver and his tone and his body language when he was talking to Malika Andrews. Do you have a? Do we have takes on that? Do you have a take on that? I know I did. Well,
3: first of all, there's two different levels of takes on that. Okay, there's the take about whether it's meaningful or not. Like um, Chris Harrington, who I had on, basically said, "I don't uh, like." And this is true. There are a lot of forces that will shape what the ultimate discipline will be. Um, uh, you know that that are not reflected one way or another in the comments, but I don't actually don't think it's I don't think it's reckless or weird or or you uh, know to 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 listen to the words and to see what he says and to think oh well that's how he's coming at this right and so of the words that he said so I, so, so there's the first the first opinion is whether you should pay any attention to the. The, 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 what he said or not, or whether it's just performative. I I think it's reasonable, given, right. given that we have nothing else to go on. I think it's reasonable to, to listen to him and see how he sounded. And, I mean, I, as for me, I would have said yesterday, 15 to 20 games. I, I did, in fact, yesterday say that would have been my guess, my speculation. Yeah. After hearing him, um, and after hearing the tone, not so much the shocked part, but talking about how serious it is to wave a gun, uh, he used those words, and and the fact that he is taking into account the nature of jazz stardom, and the fact that he said, I'm going to assume the worst. Like He used very, to me, blunt language that at least signaled might be on the on the more severe end rather than on the lighter. I upped end, it from so. fifteen
2: to twenty to fifteen to thirty. That's sort of my thought
3: now. Yeah, I mean, if if you could only have a here you go. But let's say you could, Gabe. Let's say I could only give you, for the purposes of this game, mm-hmm. I could only give you a. I'm going to give you a five. You, you got you, You've got a, a. You've got a five segment either way. So fifteen to twenty, twenty to twenty-five, five to ten. Yeah. If I'm going to go, which segment
2: would you guess? Um. 20 to 25 right now. That's my segment. I think I'd guess 25 to 30. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, right now. I think I've upgraded my opinion as to what, what this will be to something closer 20 to 25 to 30. And I think the pushback, and this is what we've talked about before, it's funny to hear these opinions because, like, J.J. Reddick this morning on first take um, was uh, hot, practically. He was passionate Yes. about... Uh, How do you come down so hard on Ja when we live in a world swimming with guns and and we celebrate other people with guns? It's almost like you wrote a
2: column the other day about
3: that. This is literally what we've been talking about (laughs) two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we've been talking about two days ago. And, of course, the logical answer to that is, well, they're just different things. Like one guy is employed by the NBA and the Grizzlies, and the other person just answers to their constituents. And so – they're six and one, half done than the other. Like I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I guess the way apples and oranges, and so that's the one way. I, I do still think it's jarring, and I do still think the point that if you look at the record of, of NBA discipline, most of the 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 d- discipline that stretched for more than twenty games involved convictions of something or or uh, violation of the substance abuse po- policy, which has a prescribed. Um, you know a uh, schedule of punishments and so I, I think those things are all reasonable to um you know to look at but mm-hmm. um yeah so we've seen, we've seen a, a lot of hot takes and um and and i sort of sympathize with with uh jj reddick's outrage but um you know i i fundamentally think that that here's the other thing now that everyone's saying it's right, it's going to be big it's going to be Big. It's going to be half a season. You hear a lot of that, right? Yeah. If it's only fifteen games, is it at the risk of being seen as soft and squishy? And will that, in fact, influence at all what the what the punishment is? <sighs> I... Now the expectations have been ratcheted up, right? You know, the,
2: don't you think? Like yeah. It, and so if I... it's
3: twenty, it's like, well, you kind of got off easy. You know, really.
2: Uh... This is more speculation but I think it's pretty damn ed, ed, you know educated speculation but something tells me if I know Adam silver to be who he is as as the players commissioner if you will he's going to talk to the NBA players association before he hands no. down anything and they're probably going to go back and forth he doesn't want there to be an argument appellate process he probably doesn't want to go through that
3: no so I I, that if it that, exceeds 25
2: games or something like that I could imagine i i I would almost It'd be certain that the n b a players association pushes back on that and it it's less I, I but i it's 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 tough it's tough to even
3: no i think you're right the, understand. the, countervailing, the countervailing force here you can be angry at Ja you could be frustrated with Ja um you can all of that but the countervailing force is if you are the n b a players association and they hand out, let's just say, some people are saying half a year. They hand out a half a year suspension, 40 game suspension to a guy who didn't break the law and um, who didn't really break any rule that the NBA has. Like there's no rule that says don't touch a gun, don't have a gun in the car. So there's no explicit rule and and there's certainly no law that he broke. If you're handing out a half season suspension on that basis it seems to me that the problem with the, from the nba players association perspective is they may or may not care if jaw gets a half season suspense, suspension but the next time yep. someone does something else the problem from the players association perspective is if they have to justify it, they can justify it by looking at JA, yep. And they can say, well, this is what we do when the commissioner gets mad. When the commissioner gets mad about something, he can – he has complete discretion and, look, here's the precedent for it. And so even if – you know what, regardless of what the Players Association feels about JA in particular, they can't have the precedent of, you know, listen, if, if you're on social media doing something that irritates someone, we, you, you can give – you could give a half season uh, suspension because someday when that goes through an arbitrator, it's going to be used to, def- it could be used to defend other uh, suspensions. And so I do think the union, I think that's what's happening now. I don't think they're investigating whether Ja had a gun or investigating any longer, whether the, the, the video is real. I suspect they know those things. I suspect what they're doing is they're getting you know, all the parties together um, and they're saying, okay, what can we do here that's serious, that also isn't going to create a giant brawl with the player association.
2: I definitely get a, did get a slight kick out of uh, Adam Silver talking about it. it. Was a grainy video. We're doing our investigation, and I'm assuming the worst. What do you think? We deepfake the thing? Like you think this is a deepfake <laughs> Instagram live video that Devontae Devonte Pack put out? I uh, I mean, that, funny though.
3: Like as a, as a journalist, when that thing first drops on a Sunday morning,
1: you don't you see do it unless you pause it. See- Call from mom. Answer it The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restriction supply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
3: they are out, and increasingly this is going to be a thing. You have to figure out what's real and what's not. And obviously this is real, and, and we've seen it. You The know, Jazz Statement certainly confirms that it's yes, real. If there's exactly. any doubt to begin with. not. I don't think there was. But, um, uh, yeah. He did, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, w- I was struck by it. Like it was not a statement that just made you say, okay, there's 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 Adam Silver just making a uh, run-of-the-mill statement. It's it was striking, I think, in its um, in the level of palpable disappointment and um and and and, and palpable expression of, of, of what he he deemed this to be a serious offense. I at least that's what I took from it and so then the only question is is okay, what does that translate
2: to? Yeah. Now talking with Jeff Calkins. We'll get back to the Jaw stuff tomorrow when we have more talking points inevitably. I'm sure we will. Yes. I'm sure we will. <laughs> but Jeff Calkins is on Twitter at Jeff underscore Calkins. Uh we do have some breaking news in the col in, in college basketball. Caleb Love is decommitted from Michigan. Is this is this uh is this huh. does this have Penny written all over him? It's
3: funny, uh, uh I
2: don't know if that's Penny
3: written all over it, but it was interesting that um, John was on with me this morning and said that, who was Penny expressing this to? John said that Penny was was recently telling someone that he had raised $1.2 million in L money. I think that was the figure. Right. So it, it, now it doesn't look like they've spent $1.2 million certainly on this class, and so maybe there's some, some Change knocking around there, um, but i uh, yeah i get I, I don't know if there's penny written all over it, but it absolutely is affirmation of the uh of the fact that it it ain't over till it's over <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, in co- in college basketball or college sports generally, I and mean, when we just saw this, Memphis had a kicker until three days ago, right? yeah and yep. and, and, <laughs> and then the kicker I said, was that by the way, if someone and obviously, you and all of us wish good things for that football program. But you get a kicker, you need a kicker. You think you got your kicker, you think you got your kicker uh, problem solved, and then here you are in late May, and the kicker who hasn't even set foot on campus yet turns around and goes to Kentucky. And so you're a kicker. it's no
2: fun. It's no fun. I'll, I'll say this about kickers, though, and, and obviously we've uh, seen it work. It worked differently um, here as of recently. Um, with the David Kemp thing not working out, and they were they were really struggling in the kicking game two years ago. Um, but you can you can turn around and find a kicker and plug and play. Like I, I, you know, I I don't think you need to worry about it too much until you get into fall camp and there's no guy on campus that can kick a kick a 30-yard no, field just, goal.
3: It just right. Just be, it just must be frustrating. Oh hell did, yeah, 100. Two, two years ago, it's funny we've been spoiled with kickers because the kickers have been just tremendous at the University of Memphis, and so I think there's this assumption. I, very clearly, you don't need to. You know, you don't, it's not got to be working as a receiver like a quarterback. Yes, you just got to kick the yes, damn ball. But, yes. I mean, you see NFL teams do it all the time. They'll, they'll you know, bench someone after week three and whatever. So um, you, you absolutely can just pick someone up. But we've also seen, certainly two years ago, oh, how God. a shaky kicking game can cost you.
2: That made me sick to my stomach that year. That, that, was, was, so, that was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. You have to go for it on fourth down because you have no trust. You have no trust, Literally even from no trust. 40 yards. You just you just can't even you can't line up a field goal with, with uh, being reasonable with yourself. You can't line up to go kick. I mean, that's 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 no fun. But no, no it happens will
3: quickly. The portal, the portal give us away, and the portal take
2: it. Yes, but yes, but I feel like every year, I mean, around this time or even like a month ago, we're waiting for a big shoe to drop. A Penny Hardaway, maybe Caleb Love could be that guy. I know they've been you know through through his high school recruiting process, he was tied to him. So there is there is that. That a little bit of a relationship there. Yeah,
3: I think Parth talked to Caleb's father when he first decommitted. Uh, when he first was transported from the UNC. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, and this was—he had been on the been out there for for several days, maybe even a week at that point. And the father said that they would be interested in hearing from Memphis, but had not heard from him again that was oh. that was back then yeah. and that was surprising to me but um that was that was how things stood
2: yeah at that point yeah it probably this time around if you have an opportunity you should you should definitely reach out considering what that roster looks like he's a one year rental you don't have to invest all that much but he probably at wants some type of NIL wise, bag everybody's a one year rental yeah you know that's <laughs> yeah, that's a good point it's a good point i didn't ask you about this but i brought it up yesterday on the show how about what have you thought of the seven ACC schools? It was Ross Dellinger's reporting from SI, and they were trying to see what they could do to get out of the grant of rights deal that, that runs out in 2036. But then today, all the reporting has been that they will not meet again because it feels like a 2036 uh, a 2036 out date for a grant and rights deal is pretty damn ironclad. I'd have to imagine.
3: Yeah, I mean, I totally understand the frustration for a Clemson or a Florida State, or uh, I mean, you're locked into. Um, something that for, for that long, it, it feels like. You know what it sounds like to me. It seems like they need to get in touch with those people who are, have a timeshare. You
2: know, like you, <laughs> you,
3: you, know, you found yourself locked you, do, how'd you get out of this? Call yeah. Joe Smith at Law. He can get you out of the timeshare. Like that's what they did. They bought a stupid ass timeshare <laughs> that they shouldn't have, and and so they're sunk. And but I think that, I mean the uh, the the uh, out clause. I mean, the payment structure is $120 million, I think. And yeah. you know, the grant of rights. And so you're just screwed. Yeah. And it feels like they've been thrashing around. We're going to yeah. do something in the seven schools that want to get it. But but there, there's it doesn't feel like there's anything that can be done. Um, You know, who, who was it? It was one of the commissioners. It was one of the commissioners. I think it was commissioner the I think commissioner of the, of the PAC-12 who said – yeah, I think he was the one who said we're gonna find out soon if if quote unquote college sports really just means the SEC and the Big Ten. I, and that I, that's pathetic. It's it's honestly it's pathetic that college sports, um you know, as we've yep. as we've heard um from 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 our own from the from the AAC commissioner, it's pathetic that it's power five and non power five. But the notion that you have to be in the SEC or the Big Ten to actually be engaged in competitive in college sports. I don't so believe that, though, help. either.
2: I don't, not yet. I think we we're, heading I know, th- we're certainly not, heading down only, that path, this, though, yes.
3: It could be headed. Like, yes. Once you go into this, all we're going to do, no one cares about the broader enterprise. All anybody cares about is pure self-interest. Yes. And once you start down that path, if that is the motivating path, there is no, no end way. that saves the Big 12 or anybody else. Like, the end is just freaking Alabama and Ohio State playing each other see, every see, week. I, like, I, you know.
2: I'm so with you because right now it's power two, middle three, and then group of five. That's what it is, and we don't have to hide behind that fact. But at the same time with the ACC, it's not like they're broke. I mean, they're making thirty to forty no, no, million dollars a year not off TV. Book. That's why I was but wondering, like this, you know, they're compared to the middle three, they're on stable ground. They're not in a bad spot considering the the situation with the Pac-12 and the Big 12. They're 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 the most stable no, of no, those middle I, three. But it's,
3: it's 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 not like unlike America in that way. So you've got you find yourself, and you've got uh, you know most a lot, a lot of Americans are scrounging around making forty fifty thousand dollars a year, whatever else you. In the, a- in the ACC, you're, you know, you got $15 million, and you got a really nice house and a boat and a pool and everything else, and that's great. The problem is the dude next door, he's got a helicopter. He's got a helicopter and a private <laughs> right. jet, right. and he just built a damn house that obscures your view of the ocean, and uh, he's got five different houses. Ha- and so even though you are perfectly well off, you feel broke. And not only that, in the end, you get – it's a little. It's even worse because in this circumstance, um, you've got to beat your neighbor too. Like you've, you, know, I mean, in the end, like this is a competitive deal. So it's not just you feel poor relatively. It's that we're all buying players on the same open market, and so you know Georgia gets the number one quarterback in the country earlier this week. And how in God's name does does Florida State, which once fancied itself and once was a national power, how does that? place compete if you don't have the same resources. And I don't feel very bad. I don't feel bad for them because all of these people have denied Memphis every step of the way. So so I'm I'm crying a river, you know, but it does expose how unbelievably venal and corrupt. The whole damn system is.
2: Now, Florida State may not be the best example. They just got another <laughs> wide receiver from Michigan State, Keon Coleman. <laughs> hey, Mike, Mike. I mean, he is That's so good. He's so damn. He's a, he's such a smart coach, and it's unbelievable. I mean, the fact that the, the talent they're bringing in now. Uh, you know, their NILs stepping back up after they were down with Taggart and everything else. He's he's got that thing rolling, and I don't doubt that that team's going to be at the very least top 10, but certainly I think top five is more than attainable.
3: Yeah. I was reflecting the other day. I don't know I was thinking about my, the 27 years or 28 years or whatever that I've been writing sports and Memphis. And I literally had this thought, I was thinking, who? so who are the best coaches, executives slash whatever that I've covered. And I mean, you got to say Cal is at the top. What he, mm. what he did here is extraordinary. And, and he, had his weaknesses um don't we all but he had his weaknesses but he was exceptional um but then after that like mike like i I like i I love justin i thought he was super smart guy i always let me
2: get your sorry to cut you off but let me let me put it this way do you think that they had to go in the order they did I, I, I almost felt like well, oh, yeah, Fuente, the way it went, way. Yes. the way it worked out, that's it, it literally, I thought that was the perfect line of Justin hires. He came
3: in and sort of set a new foundation. Yes. He, he you know, and, and, and remade that program through sheer force of will and brains and a and, I mean, super smart guy and um, demanding and, and to, the perfect guy for that moment. But then, yeah, if you have to follow him, it it to me is like, well, Mike is a five-tool player, you know. It's like he had a lot of the stuff that Justin had, plus he, you know, was out there, uh, yes. you know, uh, operating at a higher level when it came to. He was perfectly happy to talk to alums, and he was yep. perfectly happy to, you know, fly around in, in a heli- in fact, in a helicopter, like going to, you know, he was re- doing all the the other stuff as well. So I think yes, I think the order that they that they that, they, that yeah. they came to Memphis was perfect. He
2: Fuente built the foundation and then Norvell came yeah. along and he was the player getter. He was the offensive schemer, I think even more so than 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 coach Fuente. I mean, he what he was able to build, I mean, I I have a lot of respect. He is one of those guys and this is what you see with a lot of coaches. It, it, get with his program or get lost, right? Like that's just sort of how college football is at a, at a high level. Nick Saban, you see it all. The, I mean, you're seeing it at a big level with uh, Don't you think with Deion Sanders.
3: Both a to get with the program or get yes, lost. Sure, yes, for sure, for
2: sure, a hundred percent. But I mean, that's just that's just what what high level coaches do. And you saw it. I had my questions at the beginning there at Florida State with uh, Mike sort of. Angering a lot of the players that were on that roster, but you sort of learn maybe they did need to be angered. Maybe, maybe he did need to uh, get them up out of there so he could he could get some new guys in.
3: No, it's kind of cool because at one point, you know, at one point it seemed inevitable that Dion would would go there, uh, and instead he's taking a sticks of dynamite to. To uh, Colorado, and there's wreaking <laughs> havoc out there. So, um, no, I'm really happy. I'm happy for him. I mean, I'm, I'm happy Justin got his money. I'm super stunned, stunned that didn't work, and yeah. I, I suspect he will end up somewhere and be successful again. Um, but it is absolutely no surprise to me that that Mike's Mike's getting it done.
2: Um, real quick, I'm going to talk about it later, but I, I have to I have to drop this fact on you. Have you seen the, uh, the the transfer portal? How many commits that Dion has at this moment? He got Alton McCaskill. Uh, yesterday from Houston which was a big get for him. Have you seen the number? No, it's the number now. 48 <laughs> 48 48 and out of the portal. 48 commits out of the portal. Yes. And it won't surprise well, you that that is many the number did they send one into the portal. That is I mean, the number did... one portal class. So, how many did they send into the portal though? He, like they sent Last check what? 56. I think it's maybe <laughs> get to 60. Insane. Yeah. I mean it's it's going to be wild. It's gonna, it it honestly I, I, really I view actually, it you as risky. The portal but...
3: as being an actual. Do you imagine a portal in your mind, which which, uh, <laughs> which players walk into? Like you have this vision of this.
2: It's like a tunnel. It's like <laughs> and they all. I, they I, I flip. Of, they I'm turn. Thinking, they turn it on, and there's like you know, yeah, know dark matter. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, a I, little bit like the tiger head. A little bit like the inflated tiger head <laughs> that y'all run out of. But. <laughs>
3: But but yeah, more surreal, more three D, more a little more space age.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start imagining it. I don't imagine it now, but I'll start imagining it. Yeah. yeah but appreciate it, Jeff. We'll do it again tomorrow. You're good. Yes, sir. That is Jeff Calkins. Jeff Calkins show nine to eleven. Also, he is a columnist at the Daily Memphian. Now Caleb Love is decommitted from Michigan. We're gonna have to revisit. Can he potentially be a Tiger? And also Kendrick Davis. First NBA Combine uh, run he's gotten. First NBA Combine scrimmage. We'll tell you what he was able to accomplish on the other side. 92.9 FM, ESPN.
1: 92.9 FM, ESPN, Memphis' sports station. Sports station.
3: 92.9 ESPN.
1: Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM, ESPN.
2: Cape Coon 929 FM ESPN. Caleb Love, Caleb Love has decommitted from Michigan. Now, I, I I'm kind of struggling with the word decommitted. There's a lot of people out there reporting. Matt Norlander from CBS Sports just put this out. He said sources tell CBS Sports that Caleb Love won't attend Michigan and will go back to the portal. He did not have the subsequent credits to transfer in. Uh, uh, returning to North Carolina is not on the table. Um, And then he put more context, Michigan's lofty admission standards for a transfer means a higher bar needs to be cleared for most and all credits from a prior school to carry over. So it looks like there's been some issues with with getting folks admitted. Into Michigan. Just, and, uh, I, it, it doesn't seem like something that's overly new from yeah. what I'm seeing out there.
4: I just read on UMHOOPS.com uh, that this is the third player that they have had issues
2: with during Howard's era at Michigan getting him admitted. And so that's trouble. That's you, need, you need good players, man. It's and that tough. roster is not good now. No. Kobe Bufkin's going to be gone. Hunter Dickinson gone. You're not going to have Caleb Love. What are you relying on? Jed Howard is going to the NBA. And Jed <laughs> Howard's gone. Like, What are you relying on now? I mean, Juwan's in a world hurt. We talk about, you know, Penny and his roster. That that roster there in the Big Ten with how competitive they can be during the regular season, that's going to be brutal unless he add, he, he's he got to pull a rabbit out of the hat to make something happen. Now, Caleb Love, he's going to be wanted. He's going to be wanted, and the question would be, uh, or especially locally, is Penny going to reach out? He didn't reach out to him the first time around. Obviously, in high school, there was some, some talks between him and Penny. But – uh At this at this point, considering the roster, I don't see why you wouldn't pick up the phone and make a call. Considering Caleb Love is a 16 point per game guy, uh, he does a decent job at times of of setting the table. I understand the shortcomings of him. He's a chucker. Um, He's uh, you know offensively can can you can live with him, and also you can die with him. um, Considering how much he does put up shots, and 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 his efficiency is not very high. But, damn, you need somebody to replace some type of production that that Kendrick Davis is going to leave behind, that DeAndre Williams is going to leave behind. So you need somebody putting up shots, and I don't think you can just rely on Caleb Mills to be that guy in your backcourt. Agreed. Yeah, at this point, you
4: know, we're kind of getting to where they just kind of need bodies, and a guy like this hitting the portal at this stage when Penny is looking to fill that roster is an opportunity. Now – he shot 29% from three <laughs> no, last year, and it's 37% from I the understand. field. But you know, hey, you, you but can't. But here's, here's can't be what, what right I would now.
2: say: is desperate times call for desperate measures. Exactly. And I don't even know if you're that desperate. Caleb Caleb Love's going to be wanted. He's going to have a lot of different offers thrown at him. And now I don't know if they want to hop into those in, into those waters, and uh, or maybe they're looking at other guys behind the scenes. I haven't heard a lot of smoke on it. But I, I, I guess my question at this moment, as far as just picking up the phone and simply making the offer. Why the hell? not one year of the guy then you could then you can move on. Well, and your hope is because you know the year
4: that they went to the national championship he was he was actually really good that season. Last year was a t- tumultuous season for the for UNC. A lot was going on. It was just a bad, bad year. So you're hoping that maybe that was just you know his play was a result of everything that was going on behind the scenes with the team
2: and everything like that. But you know yeah, make the call. make him say no, I guess. Caleb Love is a talented, and I'm going to say talented. I don't think the production has necessarily, efficiency-wise, matched the talent he has, but he is a talented, damn, offensive player. And he's 6'3", he's 190, he's very movable, he can dish out assists at times, although it's not it's not his first priority. Let's not make a mistake about that. Um, but But he's got a skill set that could fit this roster right now, a veteran point guard. I mean, it's, it, it's as, that's as simple as I can put it. You may not be able to go attract him, but at the same time, I, there's nothing. There's nothing that should keep Penny and the staff from picking up the phone and seeing what Caleb Love is looking for at this moment, who else is involved the whole nine yards. I think they'd be able to admit him. <laughs> I think they would. I, I was th- I I did have, at the break we did have a little discussion about UNC versus Michigan because UNC if you're just a general student population decent academic standards like, yeah but as an athlete we know you know faulty classes and everything else so I I did have the question of UNC to Michigan why why would it not transfer over and then Connor talked a little sense into me. <laughs> I mean, I, I hey, Memphis it. is a
4: great education, both of us went to Memphis. No, for sure, great no, education, no, but, hey.
2: but I, I, I think that from an academic standard standpoint, Caleb Love could get admitted. I think so. Coming from North Carolina. I think but, so.
4: Well, At the end of the day, he's the best guy out there. He's the best yeah. guy left. Make him say no.
2: Yes, yes. And he could say no. Very well could say no. But we'll see. Make it. Make him say no. Well, And Correct. if he
4: says no, you're in no different position than you were when we woke up this morning. It, exactly,
2: exactly. The roster's incomplete. Try to make it more and more complete by the day. It's, it's simple, but we'll see if they get involved there. Now, um, a guy that is leaving campus, that has left campus, that is off to uh, try his pro career, Kendrick Davis. Today, NBA combine, he had a little bit of run. They got to their scrimmages. He had 12 minutes off the bench, 10 points, two rebounds, 12 minutes. I mean, it, he's just I, I don't know exactly how he fits in in the NBA, in a pro league, but damn, the one thing you cannot take away from that guy is he is an absolute gamer. You put him in front of talent. You put him on a showcase. You put him in a situation where he is playing basketball. He is going to find a way to score points and show out we've seen it time and time again. I mean, you looked at what what he did in a Memphis uniform against quad one opponents. He had like 30 points per game, somewhere around 5 4 or 5 assists per game. When you put him in moments where he needs to shine, he generally shines. But 12 minutes, 10 points, that's nothing to sneeze at. No, well not done. at all.
4: Not at all. He's done exactly what he need he's needed to do thus far to get him give himself a shot in the NBA. I do think there's a place for him in the NBA. I really do. You know, I mean, Grizzlies might be looking for, you know, a third point guard potentially. If he's there, maybe a little undrafted action, late second round, who knows? Who knows? I think there's a spot for him
2: though. He's a, he's the type of guy that you take a chance on to see what happens. Yeah, because of the production in yep. college. I mean, you, it's undeniable. I don't see him as a draft pick unless he does unless he just Right. Uh, does something insane. Yeah. To wow scouts. I, I mean, I don't see why you would take a take a chance on drafting a guy at 24 years old that's a under six foot point guard that defensively probably has a lot to uh, learn, a lot of ground to make up. I don't think you'd take a, a pick there. But if he, even if he's an undrafted guy, I could see him in the G League being a being a lead guard for some team. I mean. I, it, we just have to figure out, I don't think this is a guy with a massive ceiling, but I know what, what the floor could be. And the floor is a guy who night to night gives you a chance to win. And uh, he, he has a high IQ as a basketball player, but no, I, I don't, I don't, I with all these conversations, I don't have high hopes for Kendrick Davis as a professional, especially in, 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 trying to de- delve into those NBA waters. But uh, the, the peak of what he should try to be is get on the end of a damn bench. And then I think that is an absolute success, and hats off to him if yeah. he's able to do that.
4: I think that Jason and John, you know, I was on the show yesterday when they were talking about it, and they put it pretty well. If there's a spot in the NBA for guys like Ish Smith, there could potentially be a spot for guys like Kendrick Davis. You know, if he can be in the league for – because I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, a starter or anything Absolutely like not. that. But he could be a third guard on a team to help you out, I think, for sure. And, you know – he just he's he's professional. He gets it. He works his ass off. I would like to. I guess I'm rooting for him to get a shot. No, I, I definitely have some bias coming out, but I want to I want to see him get a shot because Man, what he it, did at Memphis was
2: it really was. It's like, hard not to root for him. It's kind of special at, what he did. Look at, look, at look, look how special he was in one year. Yeah. How much he endeared himself to these fans. I mean, like he cares. He, he brought he brought he, cares. brought he brought his kid around, like the family atmosphere around the Laurie Walton uh, the center was pretty nice. Like, of course, I'm rooting for him. Do I have high hopes for what he's going to be able to accomplish? Probably not. No, right. no. But I I think that considering he's already gotten the NBA Combine invite as a 24 year old sub six foot guard, hard to bet against the guy at least getting to a a decent spot. Right. It's hard to bet against the guy maybe being a two way guy here in a couple of years. He's just he's a gamer, man. He's a gamer. Now, small talk is going to be on the way, and I uh, I'm going to tell you why I might need some uh, restitution from uh, my playing days at the University of Memphis. And it has to do with EA Sports. That's on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN.
1: Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show.
2: Small Talk is presented by the Memphis Touchdown Club. One more speaking engagement left in their speaker series, and that will be next Monday. Greg McElroy will be in town at the Hilton Memphis for tickets and informa- information. dot. And also, stay tuned because Friday, I, myself, will be giving out two spots to go watch Greg McElroy at Hilton, Memphis. Now, I need to, I need to tell you why I need uh, my restitution, Connor Dunning. EA Sports College Football will include the names and likenesses of FBS football players. I know they quit it um, in, in 2014, but I was on campus at that time. I, I need some back pay on this, brother. I need some back pay. They used my likeness. Center number seventy-one, offensive guard number seventy-one. If we were loading in the rosters, and they they did used to have the the load-in rosters where they had the names next. They to did. It. They did, they um, did. But they are partnering with uh, one team on nil rights and compensation for any eligible player who opts in. The game is set to release next summer. Um, there, are, uh, EA Sports is reportedly finalizing details on how much an athlete will receive for their nil and the structure of payments. For, for the video game, and if a player decides to opt out, which, why would you? You know what I mean? Like, why why would you opt out and not, not – there may be somebody out there that decides they don't want to be in the video game. Um, but if they decide to opt out and they do not want to be in the video game, EA Sports will create a generic avatar in their place. I, every single guy should definitely check the box and say, I want to be in the video game. Not, not only is it cool to be in a video game, but you get paid for it alongside. It may not be massive payments. Um, and I wonder what the structure will be. I would imagine Caleb Williams, for example, will probably make more than his right guard. Um, but man, I need some back pay on this. It, 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 we're we're overdue here. We had to load in rosters back in the day for NCAA 14, and Gabe Kuhn's name used to pop up on those. I need mean, we need a lawsuit. I need I need my money to show up in my mail. Maybe they'll have classic teams. <laughs> yeah, I feel bro, like that's your
4: only that's your yeah. only hope. <laughs> Honestly, that would
2: be pretty sweet.
4: They, a Classic teams That'd would be, be damn really cool. cool. Well, it's a trend that, you know. What would be the classic
2: like... teams for Memphis? We'd go t- uh, 2014, 2018, 2017. Well, you'd only nine? get one. Well, you You're only, only get, get one, one, then 2018. It's got to be. Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Or 2019. That's the say. one that I would Cotton say. Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, Kenny, Brady, all those guys. My man Obino over there at left tackle. Okay. I could rock with that.
4: That'd be sweet, though. It seems like that's a trend. You know, 2K does it. MLB The Show does it. Well, 2K it. Like, does
2: multiple uh, throwback teams, though, don't they? Loved, yes. And that's my favorite part about 2K. If Okay, what would be the top three for Memphis football teams, then? We'd have D'Angelo somewhere it's in there. It's definitely
4: a D'Angelo t- team. Do we think we'd go Maybe to, the team that beat Tennessee.
2: <sighs> what Maybe. was their record?
4: That, what was their final record that year? I don't know, dude. There's not very many. There's not
2: There's not a lot of teams to choose from,
4: to be quite honest. I mean, there was an undefeated team
2: way, way back in the day. I don't know if you'd add that. They'd be running the uh, wishbone or something like that. Um, But, I mean, as of late, I'd I'd, I'd go, what, 2014, 2018, and a D'Angelo team if we're going to top three? Yeah. Or 2019. I keep saying 2018. 2019. Dude, D'Angelo would be – because I remember
4: when, like, the player was D'Angelo when you were playing those games. You, you could score every single time he touched the ball. <laughs> every time he touched the ball, you'd be able to score.
2: For actual video game players, I think everyone's missing NCAA football. Yes. Everywhere. The road to glory, everyone loved it. Let's be honest. You have your own recruiting process. One thing they need to add, and I've said this, they need to add NIL, and they need to, uh, they need to make sure that they uh, take care of trying to make it a little more realistic with today's outlook on, on college football. Make it look look a little bit more pro. Transfer portal will need to be a part of the 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 situation there.
4: But yeah, 1969, the team went eight and two. <laughs> 2003, they went nine and four. That's the D'Angelo team. Yeah. 2019, 1963, they went nine and zero. Oh. That's the one I'm talking about. That's yeah. The,
2: but <laughs> I mean, who was on that? You know, who was on the team? I don't, yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect the history. Who was on the team? What Cassinelli? were they running? Yeah. There we go. That's there we go. They Maybe beat, that that would be. They beat Mississippi State that year. That Southern could, Miss. That, could be, that could be one of the uh, throwback teams. I'll, yeah. I'll, shout out 1963. That's if I had I, to pick though, I think if
4: you only got three, I would probably go like 2003, 2014. You'd want to update it. 2019.
2: We, 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 I mean, we're just we're in. And obviously, there's some people that would argue you're sort of out of it considering six and six and three and five in conference the last two years. But the golden age, I would have to say 2014 on. That's a golden age. Of I'd Texas agree football. with that. Considering all of the uh, everything else happening around the amount of talent that's been on campus, the NFL talent that's been on campus as of late, I'd say that's the that's definitely the golden age. And you can't argue with a with a uh, New Year's Six Bowl nod, right? That's, it's that's pretty damn cool. Even though it was a loss, but on, maybe Six. you get a check. Who knows? <laughs> New Year's Six Bowl nod, and hopefully I can get my back pay, my restitution. There, we'll see. We'll see. Um, now I do have to bring this up. We've talked about the Writers Guild of America and the strike they're on. Today is a huge day, and they they're not getting any closer, which is the scariest part of this whole thing. I don't. I mean, we've had a three month uh, strike for the Writers Guild. What was the other one? It was the other it, one lasted like a hundred days. Yeah. Um, but Seth MacFarlane today, if you've heard of Family Guy, which most people have, it's been on the, the, the tube for quite a while. Uh, Seth MacFarlane has quit Family Guy and American Dad today. Quit. Seth MacFarlane. For those that don't know. Good luck. He's been around for damn ever. I would imagine just this in itself would get the, the, the studios to at least try to think about coming to an agreement relatively soon. Seth MacFarlane is a giant. When it comes to animated TV series, animated sitcoms, he is the giant. He's the big fish. Yeah, it's Matt Stone, Trey Parker, Seth MacFarlane. And, and, and then, like, I, I mean, Family Guy just wrapped up their 21st season. Uh, American Dads moving on to twentieth, their 20th season. I think they have three months left in the can. So <laughs> something's got to get figured out sooner. Those two shows are going to be in a world of hurt. Um, but that'll do it for Small Talk. Still have plenty upcoming on the show. We'll hop into the Blitz. Alton McCaskill, does uh, he commits to Colorado. Colorado has 48 commits. We'll talk about that in the Blitz. Also, I'm um, going to have to discuss Steve Kerr and what he said at exit interviews for the Warriors. But coming up next, we hop back into the NBA discussion. We'll talk Eastern Conference Game 1, Western Conference Game 1 with Keith Smith from Track in the Front Office Show. That's next on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.